The Russian Podcast. Для меня это все непонятно. And he said, well, the plumber's coming in the morning. Today, we're talking about Russian fairy tales. One of my favorite fairy tales from childhood is called Alenushka and her brother Ivanushka. And two days ago was the first time I reread it as an adult. And <laughs> it is quite disturbing in several different ways. First of all, it starts in like the second sentence, basically, is there was an older couple and they had two beautiful young children. The older couple soon died. <laughs> wow. Second, okay. second Thanks sentence. Thanks for introducing them. <laughs> they were real pivotal. Jeez. And Are you kidding me? <laughs> it gets sadder. So they were left to live on their own, Alonushka and her brother. Not even orphaned? Uh, orphaned and living. No, in an orphanage? No, no, no. Just, just on the streets? Just wherever, I don't know, maybe they had a Doesn't home. even matter, okay. And Alonushka had to go to work that was a couple of miles away. This is a child working, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Obviously. Yeah, and how, how long did it take him to get his driver's license? <laughs> they just had to walk a couple of miles away. And Ivanushka had to go with her since he was too young to stay home by himself. Ah. It gets sadder. Oh, God. And one day, Ivanushka was really thirsty, and he kept asking for a drink. There's never any water around Never water. <laughs> never water. Um, he tried to drink from horse or cow fro. How do you pronounce that? I don't know what that it, means. It, <laughs> trough? Trough? Yeah. Okay, trough. But sister told him he will turn into a baby foal or baby calf. Oh, he's going to turn into... Instead, please die of dehydration <laughs> instead of turning into a majestic horse. What? I don't think it was a majestic horse. I think it was... You're going to turn into, like, a regular horse. For the Still rest of your life. pretty majestic for a human to go human horse. Mm. If the other option is death... <laughs> I'll take horse. So anyway, he kept asking her for drinks and eventually did drink from a goat. How is a goat better than a horse? I, well, he made that decision hmm. because he was that thirsty. And oh, he turned into a white baby goat. So what's she... What's the moral of the story keep going? Mm -hmm. It keeps going? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Alodoshka realized what happened and sat on a hay pile, of course, and started to cry. A merchant, which is another character in all Russian fairy tales, is a merchant. There's always a merchant. Saw her and asked her why she's crying. She told him the story, and while she was talking, he fell in love with her and proposed to marry him. Wait, wait, wait. He, <laughs> he fell in love with her? Yes. And she proposed? She, no, no, he proposed. Okay. He proposed while she was telling him a story about, like, her brother turning into a baby goat. It's a well, very... It's an enchanting Who story. wouldn't have a hard-on after a story mm -hmm. like that? I feel like that's yeah. totally did she, normal. Did she lead with the dead parents? <laughs> Probably. Probably. I would, I would say so as well. Just the icebreaker. What are you doing here, kid? Oh, my pants died. <laughs> brother just drank. Now he's a goat. He was really thirsty, though, so it is worth it. Uh, you know, I'm just going my way to work. <laughs> I'm almost there. I'm about halfway. <laughs> he said that he will dress her in gold and silver. That sounds typical. 
But what does that mean exactly? I just imagine like Celine Dion in one of her concerts, you know, when she's like dressed in completely like, gold dress. Oh, yeah. Or, like Beyonce. Mm-hmm. But that's, you kind of walk around the I house like he, that. I don't think he has Beyonce seamstress level skills. No, he doesn't. So mm-hmm. it's a lie. He's just lying. I think it's like cloth that has, you know, like embroidered gold oh, okay. and silver. Like right. a royal looking, yeah. Okay. She also fell in love with him and agreed to marry him. But she's a child. Yeah, is like gold and silver sort of the pedophile 1400s way of getting a child? Don't know. Don't know. Okay. It just says young children. Okay, that's... So mm-hmm. I feel like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so they lived happily. But one day, a witch stole Ivan, her brother, to cook him for dinner. Alone it's a separate event. <sighs> This is very unlucky. This story keeps on going. Yeah. Which one of the two is unlucky? Because it's happening to both of them, but now it seems to be happening just to the boy. Yes. And the girl did get married, so she's and got a plus one. And gold and silver. Yeah. Is she actually though? Because I'm still not quite sure that was for real. And I think he, he just kind doesn't of, say. Doesn't, doesn't say. say. Of course not. Alonushka <laughs> sat by the river and started crying. That is her mo. I feel like she just. That's the only way she can deal with problems. So far, it's worked. <laughs> so the witch that stole him is Baba Yaga. She attacked her while she was crying, tied a rock to her neck, threw her in the river. Then she turned into a replica of Alonushka. She threw Alonushka into the water. And what came out of the water? Nothing. So then... The witch turned herself in, into Alonushka. And Ivan followed her, you know, Ivan being a goat. And then, I guess she didn't eat him. So Ivan kept coming well, back to the kid. river. So the witch went back to the house and started living with the merchant. Right. Yeah. And okay. so the the goat lived with them because he's a kid, the brother. And then Ivan would go to the river every day and call for his sister to swim out to him. Mm-hmm. And then witch realized what goat is doing and asked her husband to kill and eat him. He eventually agreed to kill. Oh, yeah, you keep nagging. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, he's just to kill it than to keep having the argument. She's a witch. She couldn't just, like, bewitch him to do it? I guess not. Okay. Then she asked the servant to go look for the goat because he ran away. And the go and the servant heard a voice from the lake, which was Alonushka calling out to her goat brother. One day is not there. <laughs> yeah. And he heard it, ran to the merchant, told the merchant what he heard. Merchant jumped into the water bravely, as it says in the fairy tale, and rescued Alonushka. He then ordered to execute the witch. And then once the witch was executed, the little girl turned back to Ivanushka, and they lived happily and in harmony. It's touching. I don't know what the moral of the story is, though. Cry. <laughs> Cry in a, in a visible place, in public. Okay. And just wait. Wait for things to happen. If there is a pile of hay, oh, yeah, that's preferable. Mm-hmm. Climb atop that one. <laughs> You want to get to a high place, not too high when they don't see the tears. You want to you want to make sure the tears are visible, but yeah, public, yeah, definitely yeah. public. Yeah, okay. You know, so often in our Russian podcast that emotions are suppressed, and here we see uh, yeah. that you know emotions are fine. Yeah, it's if you cry, That's pretty good. We can help you out, but if you hold it in, you're gonna gonna have to do it with yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get to marry a merchant as a child bride. One of the characters that this fairy tale introduces is Baba Yaga, which is one of the most famous. Yes, yeah, so the story of Baba Yaga first starts with a family 
Uh, at least how I read it, how I was introduced. To one it. of the stories. Yeah. There are like thousands of fairy tales with Baba Yaga as one of the characters, but mm-hmm. oftentimes they're very similar. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So her story was, there was a young girl who, who had a single father and no mother. The father was engaging and he would give her treats such as like bread covered in jam and they would have just a merry time. He was He was always around. And then he met this woman who now became this girl's stepdaughter, or stepmother, excuse mm-hmm. me. And she was awful. She wouldn't allow any treats for the girl, saying that she was terrible and the cause of all the problems in the household. And for some reason, her engaging, perfect father believed the woman over his own daughter. And so it was just like an insult to injury. And so this poor, poor girl was given nothing but, like, crumbs and stale bread and she would wither away in the corner. She would go into the, the yard, and they had a shed, and she would cry into her bread, her stale bread, so that she could eat it, and it would be soft. This is a child's fairy tale. <laughs> you know, it's it's so that a Russian child, as they're reading it, they're thinking, my life is not that bad. Yeah. I, my bread is mm-hmm. somewhat soft. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can still eat it. I don't have to cry into it. And if it's not soft, we have butter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have jam. We have plenty of things to help me help me out. Uh huh. And and so then what happens? Well, finally, the stepmother has enough of the child. She doesn't want any more. <laughs> enough of the crying. Yeah, you're eating all the bread. Well, this is the second story where children are crying. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of reasons to cry so far. The stepmother tells the young girl to go see her aunt, who happens to be. Baba Yaga. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows she's Baba Yaga. And the young girl goes, why do I need to go see Baba Yaga when we have the thread and needle you're asking me to go get here at the house? And of course, the stepmother with no excuses says, shut up and go. Here's some bread and meat. She gave her food? Yeah, she for the trip she gave her bread, a little bit of, it's like bologna. Mm-hmm. She gave her some bologna, a little bit of uh, leftover bread, a little bit of cheese. And said, be it's on your feast. way. Yeah, it was a long trip. You know, you had to... Also, it's, you know, her last meal. Mm. She's going to die, so okay. why not? So the girl doesn't eat any other thing on the way there. She makes it free and clear. She goes to the gate and opens it up, and it makes a loud creaking noise. And she looks down, and she sees a little pot of oil. And so she greases the nails and the screws and mm-hmm. the hinges, closes the gate, and goes up to the steps she opens the door, and there on the carpet is a dog, and the dog looks very frail and super hungry. And so she pulls out her handkerchief and gives the dog some of the bologna and some of the bread, and the dog scarfs it down. And she keeps walking, and she runs into the maid of the house, who is crying because of all the chores that she's given by Baba Yaga, and she can't keep up. A lot up. of crying women. And so, well, you know, if you don't cry, you're not going to get help. So, yeah. So the young girl takes out her beautiful red handkerchief and says, Here, I have just the thing for your crying eyes. And so the <laughs> young maid is, uh, says, Oh, thank you so much. Young maid isn't like, Who the fuck are you? What Get are you the doing? fuck out of here. <laughs> Help me. And so uh, she continues on her way, and she finally hits Baba Yaga, who's threading, you know, spinning whatever that sort of yarn on the mm. big wheel. Uh, it requires your feet and your hands. And she... Says, oh, yes, my young niece, how nice of you to show up. What must I get for you? 
And the young girl says, oh, I, we, you know, of course need a thread and a needle. Of course, Baba Yaga knows that they have a thread and a needle. So, obviously this young girl is here for her to eat. So she says, oh, come sit down and take my place. Keep turning the wheel, and I'm going to go find that thread. Mm-hmm. And so she leaves the room, and a cat comes in. And the cat says, you need to get out of here. And The cat or the dog? The cat. It's a, new, it's a different <laughs> it's animal. It's a different character. It's a different animal, yeah. Okay. And she goes, of course I need to get out of here, but I can't. Once I run away, Baba Yaga is going to chase me down. The cat goes, here is a towel. When you throw the towel down, a river will appear behind you. And it's a magic river. You can only cross it by emptying the river. And then he goes, and here's a comb. When you throw the comb down, the thickest forest of all forests will ever appear behind you. What the fuck is this cat? <laughs> <laughs> a great cat. Our cat never does anything useful. And so... The young girl says, for all of this, thank you so much. And she pulls out the cheese and gives it to the young cat. Mm-hmm. And the cat goes, oh, I wasn't expecting this. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And so the cat says, okay, you make a run for it, and I'll continue spinning the wheel. And the cat knows how to spin wheels. Well, I mean, you really just got to kind of step on it. It's a talking cat. <laughs> I, I think it can I think it can use its legs. <laughs> <laughs> how small is it? I mean, I, I feel like... Oh, a little cat to You only have to do one them. leg. Uh, you push down and wait for it to come up, and you push down and wait for it to come up. I guess, but you have to hold the, the thread and make sure... Oh, no, the story says it all bundles up. It's up? It's bundling up. Oh, it's bundling The thread, up. yeah, because he's not the, the, the cat's not doing anything with the top. Okay, got it. <laughs> and so the girl starts running for it, and she uh, jumps out the window, and below her is the dog, and he jumps up, getting ready to bark, and he goes, Oh, it's you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, have a good day. <laughs> and the young girl scratches his head and, and continues running along her way. And there in the garden is the maid. And she goes, where are you going? And she oh, yeah, you're the young girl who gave me the handkerchief. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, run. And then she gets to the gate and opens it up. And it's as quiet as can be. She closes it and runs and runs as fast as she can. Of course, Bobby Yarger comes down and sees the cat and says, why didn't you screech? And scratch her eyes out before she got out. And the cat yells, Because she gave me cheese. And in the entire time you've owned me, I've had to catch my own food. And you've only given me water. And she goes, Be gone with you. And she runs outside, where she meets the dog. And she goes, Why didn't you bark when the girl ran out the door? And the dog goes, Well, she fed me bologna and bread, and all you've given me is water and something and bread. And she goes, be gone with you. And she gets to the gate and says, gate, why don't you make any noise when she exited uh, my house? And the gate goes, well, the entire time you've owned me, you've never greased or oiled my hinges. And this young girl did. And so somehow this witch climbs into what is described (laughs) in the story as a mortar and pestle. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but in in cartoons and in movies... It's not mortar like you would see in, like it's, you, here it's usually a very narrow, like it's not a very deep, deep dish, mm-hmm. but there it looks more like yeah, a the, base. Yes, that kind of like gets deeper inside. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. And so she can fit almost completely up to her torso in it, and she sits in it and it flies. But mortars are still heavy there, correct? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and it's big enough for a person, so it's got to be like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> a thing, like a rock, like a boulder. 
Yeah. Okay. And just flies. And it flies, yeah. It's like a Russian version of a spaceship. So she takes off in her chair, her little mortar and pistol, and of course is very, very fast and catches upon the girl in what seems like seconds in the story. And the girl remembers the towel, and so she throws the towel down behind her, and the whitest river you've ever seen appears as somehow the, the towel turns from dry to wet. It was re- very strangely worded and described. I'm sure in Russian it was beautiful, which is why they chose a towel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, so because she can't fly over it, she has to go back to her house, the witch, and grabs all of her cows from the field and says, come with me, and they drink the river dry. She then gets back in the mortar and pistol, flies over the dry... She couldn't fly over the river? It was a magic river, if you were paying attention in the beginning. Yeah, but it says you can't swim over it. No, swim or fly over the uh, magic river. Okay. Yeah. Also, you, the last thing you want to do is fall in a river while inside a mortar and pistol. <laughs> that seems dangerous. <laughs> Not a good choice. So a wise decision to empty the lake or the river first. So she, again, catches upon the girl super quickly, and the girl forgets somehow she has the comb, but then remembers right at the last second, and throws the comb on the ground, and the forest is so thick, she can't even see her aunt anymore. And so now she feels as if she's safe. She walks back home, and before she goes in, because of course she's going to be terrified and probably beaten by her stepmother for returning and wasting her baloney, so she's crying outside the door, and her father walks by home from work and says, "What? Whatever are you crying for? And the young girl goes, well, my stepmother told me to see Baba Yaga. And of course, the man knows who Baba Yaga is. He's like, what the WTF? Like, what are you doing to my kids? Sending her to go to her death. I'm lucky she's alive. Get out of the house. And so this wretched woman who's not a witch, but is related to a witch. (laughs) And he believes her. But he didn't believe her before. You know what? I feel if I was the father and... I was told a story about a talking cat, a talking dog, a talking gate, a towel that turned into a river, and a comb that turned into a forest. I'd kind of be like, "What'd you, you What'd you break? <laughs> what'd you do?" Yeah, like you're making it up. Before that, when he was com- when she was complaining about her stepmother, he didn't believe her. But nope. now that she told, well, she was crying this time. So I guess. Sure. Well, I mean, she was crying into the bread in, in private. <laughs> in private. That's that's it. Again, yep. the moral of the story is, I think, first of all, be kind to creatures of all kinds, which is nice, Very but nice. also cry in public so people see it. And then in Russia, if you cry, that means in public, that means something is really up. Something is really, something really, really, really bad. I read this version of the story that's very similar, but it was the river that um, killed Baba Yaga because she tried to drink it and she exploded from drinking it. That's a very unwise Baba Yaga. <laughs> stupid bitch. <laughs> Can you explain to me what Baba Yaga means in Russian? Baba is woman. It's just like a slang for woman. Are we? Is it? Is it like a of a certain age woman? Baba usually is like an older woman. Okay. Yeah, that's it. So like sixty plus, fifty plus. I would say fifty plus. Yeah. Then, it's kind of insulting if he, if someone called me Baba, I would be not happy. Baba Booey. <laughs> Yaga, I don't know if Yaga means... It's actually pronounced Baba Yaga. Yaga. Yeah. Oh. 
Well, sorry um, to all our, any Russian listeners who had to hear <laughs> Yaga so many times. <laughs> sorry. I'm sort of used to Baba Yaga just because it's an American way of spelling it, mm. of saying it. But it's actually Baba Yaga. Yaga. Um, but usually it's Baba Yaga Kastinaya Naga. Kastinaya Naga means... Is that, what, yeah, what is that? Kastinaya Naga is... Is that one word? No, two words. Kastinaya means bone and Naga means leg. Leg bone. Yeah. So the whole name would translate into old something leg bone. Yes. <laughs> she also, her house... Not always, but very often is portrayed as a little wooden house that is on chicken legs and the house can run. I saw a picture of that. Yeah. I wonder if the house could have walked over the river. Don't know. But it sounds like in this instance, the house is not moving. Also, in the story that I read, the maid was tasked with washing the girl for eating purposes. Oh, yeah. That was in there as well. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. It's very strange. Um, This is when you quit your employer. And she... Oh, yeah, that was one uh, I left out that she ran into the maid as the maid was preparing the bath and was like, oh, yeah, you should, like, totally slow down with that. <laughs> like, mm. like use a bucket with holes in it and don't use much firewood mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it doesn't get warm. Wow, that's a terrible job. Well, I mean, rather her than you, right? Yeah, I guess so. Another character in Russian fairy tales that is... Like an evil person is Kashe Bismertni, Kashe Immortal. So they're both supposed to be old and like bony. Yeah, the, yeah, his. So his they're name. in a way similar, but I don't think that I've ever seen a story where they're like friends or lovers because I would <laughs> expect, since they're kind of similar and have the same MO, like they would be maybe in cahoots with each other. But I don't think I've ever seen a story like that. Yeah, they weren't intertwined when I research, researched mm-hmm. uh, the two of them. Some of the weird things I did find out about Kashe. 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 One one of his names is Tsar Kashe. Tsar. Really? Mm-hmm. And then he has other spellings such as Kosheia, Kashej, Kashai. What? But basically his name means bone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he cannot be killed by conventional means. Basically his body is immortal. So no, no matter what you do to his body, mm. you're just wasting all of your time. Instead, his soul, which I guess in Russian terms means like his ability to die, is hidden inside of a needle. I'm guessing probably like the needle head, like where the, the opening is, the mm-hmm. eye of the needle. But that is inside of an egg, which is inside of a duck, which is inside of a rabbit, which is inside of a chest, I think made of gold, which is buried... In an island, in an ocean. Uh, actually, let me tell you the ocean here, in case you guys want to look for it. It's the Buyan Island. Buyan means storm. You might not want to go there. It sounds pretty bad there, too. <laughs> <laughs> now, it gets worse once you find the chest. Of course, not going to be easy. Uh, when you open the chest, that hare is not going to be dead. That rabbit is going to flee. It's on an island. Not too bad. So once you <laughs> kill the rabbit... Somehow the bird is gonna, the duck is gonna make its way out and fly, fly away. You're never gonna find it. Now you're stuck on the island. Uh, you gotta get the boat, chase after the duck, kill the duck. Mm-hmm. Now, once you have the egg, things start getting pretty easy and interesting. Uh, anything you do to the egg also happens to Kashai. 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 Uh huh. So if you toss it about, he is gonna have 
the same effect happened to his body. Like a voodoo doll, but an egg. Voodoo, exactly. Voodoo egg. Exactly. So it, he's going to start getting weaker and weaker while the egg is outside of the duck. Uh, and at that point, you're basically, you can kill him. You know, if you open the egg and mm-hmm. crack the needle, break it in half. Uh, oh, and once you possess the egg, he loses all of his magic instantly. So Another type of magical creature that appears really often in is an animal that possesses some kind of magical ability to grant wishes. And very often it's a fish, so goldfish. Does, is, is that a thing in American folklore? No. Okay, so it's either goldfish... I'm not versed on American folklore to begin with, but <laughs> in none of our stories that I've heard does a goldfish play a, a role. So there's a goldfish and there is pike. Another type of fish. It's like a river fish, yes. My favorite story that had to do with the fish was about a pike, actually. It's a story about Ivanushka Durachok, which is another really famous character from Russian fairy tales. It's like, there are different variations, but it's usually a man who is super lazy and dumb, and who sleeps on a stove. Like a Russian stove, like a really big, uh, not like modern. The, The stove is basically like the center of the house. Mm hmm It's like a large chimney. Yes. With, you know, you have a stove on one side, and you have the wood burns on another side, and you have, like, where you can make bread on another side. It's big. So that's where this stupid, lazy man usually lies, because it's warm. So Because you were always, always cooking Russian food. <laughs> if you want to have dinner, you better start before lunch. Yes. So this particular story about a pipe is this lazy, stupid man was laying on a stove, and he's... I'm sorry, do they keep using these, this language in a, ch- in a child's book? <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Um, and so what happens is that his sister is asking him to go do something, and he was like, I don't want to. But they made him, so he went out in a cold and made a hole in the frozen river uh, to catch some fish. And a pike comes out, and he caught it, and she says, please don't kill me. I will do anything you want. And he was like, sure thing. Uh, how about let those buckets of water go home by themselves? And they did. So he let the fish go, and he kept on asking fish to do stuff, such as let my stove right to town so I don't have to get up from it when I have to go do the chore. So people started seeing him riding a stove around town. The Tsar noticed it, and Tsar asked him to come over. And he came over to a Tsar. And in, then In the chimney? In the chimney. And then, while he was there, he noticed Tsar's daughter, and he wished... So he kept asking Pike to do stuff. He, he took it home with him? Pike? Pike? No. Pike was let go. So how do you keep asking the Pike questions? The Pike said, whenever you want something, just say, by Pike's command, let this happen. And he'll hear it. I guess so. so it's one magical Pike. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I underestimated, I guess, is what I should be saying. <laughs> Uh, it was a woman pike. It's a female, female pike. pike. Okay. All right. And so he saw this Tsar's daughter and wished by Pike's command that the Tsar's daughter would fall in love with him. Mm-hmm. But then he left to go back home. So he, I don't know what the wish was. Did it have like an end goal? Not sure. But the Tsar's daughter was hysterical because she missed him. So they invited Ivan the Stupid back to the kingdom because the daughter was so hysterical. And I thought the next part would be them getting married or something. Yeah. But they put them in a wine barrel. Them. Together. 
and then put hot, like some hot liquid to seal the barrel and then put it in the sea. So like tar. Tar, yes, exactly. And put it in the sea. Actually, tar was killing his daughter, I guess? Well, once you have eyes for the town idiot. <laughs> there's no coming back. There's no that. coming back from that. I mean, you've pretty much... You can't trust your judgment on anything if you think the town <laughs> idiot is going to be anywhere in, in in line for kingdom, you know? Yeah. So For kinghood. But because the town idiot had this power over the magical pike, he wished to be... He wished to for the wine barrel to end up on some kind of shore. So that's what they did. And then the Tsar's daughter was like, well, where are we going to live? And he was like, I'm too lazy to do anything. And she was like, well, just ask the pike. And Ivan, the stupid, wished the pike to build a huge castle. And that's where they started living. And Tar found out about the castle. He came over before that. <laughs> Once the Tsar's daughter realized about the powers that this man had, she said, well, can't you make yourself beautiful? Oh. <laughs> but wasn't she in love with him? I didn't get that part. But he said, yes, I can. And so he wished to be beautiful, so he became beautiful. Now that she did not wish that he becomes smarter <laughs> or less lazy. Just not essential. <laughs> so anyway, so now he looked different. So he went to the Tsar um, to, uh, to tell him what the castle is and who he is. <laughs> and so he said, I am that stupid boy that you tried to kill, but now I have this castle and I can burn your castle down. And I can kill you. And then the Tsar said, I'm sorry, you can marry my daughter now, it's fine. Which, do you really have the power over your daughter once you try to kill her? I feel like, no. Anyway, oh, you, he, think you, you think you void your rights? I think so. Once you put your daughter in a barrel and throw her into the sea. You have a valid point. Okay. And so he said, okay, you can marry her and you can have my kingdom. The end. <laughs> also don't know what the point of the story is. What's the moral of the story? Find a magic pipe. Continue to be lazy. Things will kind of work out. I think this is what always concerned me about Russian fairy tales about Ivan Durak or Ivan the Lazy, the two variations that they're out there, is that in all of them, it isn't that this man decided to turn his life around. It's always that some kind of magic creature, some kind of magical event, makes him into either a tsar or makes him really strong or really beautiful by no input from him. I feel like it's such a strange phenomena that wouldn't be in American fairy tales. Would it? I feel like here it's such a big thing that you have to rely on yourself and you have to work hard to get to where you want to be. And all of those Russian fairy tales, like, ah, oh, continue to lay on the stove. <laughs> Things will work out for you. <laughs> there was this one story about a man who laid on the stove for 30 years. 30 years. Yeah. And then eventually, like, something magical happened and he became, you know, a, a husband of a Tsar's daughter and everything worked out. Again, it's sort of laziness and being stupid pays off in the end. Is really the, the story. If you boil it down, it just sounds like being lucky is your ticket. Yeah. And then... It's almost like placating you. It's like, there's nothing you can do. You can try your hardest. But yeah. in the end, you're going to have to wait for not only a king, but a magical something 
Because, like, this guy not only found a magical being, but, like, had the, the princess fall in love with him. But again, it gains her will. Killed. It gains her will. Another story that I kind of felt like doesn't really have a moral to it. Maybe you can help me out. So it's called Kaza Jiriza. It's about a goat. And the story is like grandparents lived with their granddaughter Masha. They had nothing, no money, no animals, only this one goat. So at this point, you would think that the story is going to be about grandparents or maybe their granddaughter. Wrong. The goat kept lying that they don't feed her. And the, the grandfather loved her very much and kept asking her... It's a talking goat. It's a talking goat. How would you not love it? But he, she kept lying about other people in the household not feeding her. And then one day, he decided to go take her to the pastures. And then he ran back home and sat on the bench. And when she turned back, he asked her if she was fed. And she said, no, no, I wasn't fed. Even though he was the one who was feeding her that day. Anyway, also kind of... I think that is a moral in itself. If you lie, you're going to fuck up. Mm, okay. All right. So she ran away in the forest and found a rabbit's house. Rabbits have houses. <laughs> Fairy tales, they do. Ah. She lay down on the stove, of course, and locked the door. And then Rabbit was crying under a bush because he couldn't go into his own house. Oh. Wolf came over. Not good. And I thought she's going to eat him, but he was like, how can I help you? Crying, again. <laughs> Fucked up shit's happening if you're crying, man. <laughs> no time to eat a crying... And he told her... She told him the story. Wolf tried to kick her out, but he couldn't. Then same story with the fox. Some story with the bear. Bear. They all tried to help the rabbit, and they couldn't uh, not get all her out of the house. All of them could talk, but none of them were magical. Correct. <laughs> Come. Eventually, a rooster came along with a hatchet, and he asked the rabbit, <laughs> "What's wrong? Why he's crying?" <laughs> of all the animals that could have walked by holding something, they choose a rooster Correct. with a hatchet, <laughs> just tucked under the wing, was he hopping on one I, foot. I, maybe, <laughs> maybe you know what? Maybe he's flying. Oh. Flying roosters. They don't fly, do they? A couple feet at a time. Oh, <laughs> that's fun. Why would Especially a rooster need a hatchet? Especially with the added weight of a, ratchet, uh, a hatchet. I don't think they get very far. But why would a rooster need a hatchet to begin with? Self-protection? Working out. Working out? Yeah. Cutting wood. Mm. Yeah, I would say protection from foxes. And bears and wolves who were just here. Yeah, like who were just second. there. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, okay. So he talked to the rabbit. And the rabbit told a story. And the rooster was like, I'll help you. He said, well, bear couldn't help me, wolf couldn't help me, fox wouldn't help me. What are you going to do? And rooster flew, not, sorry. Oh? He went towards <laughs> still, Okay, so we still don't know if he can fly. <laughs> he put this thought in my head that they can fly. <laughs> so he um, gets to the house where the goat is and says, hi, I'm a rooster, I have a hatchet, I'm going to cut your head off. And the girl gets so scared that she jumps off from the stove on the table and then from a table into the window and runs away. And the rabbit can go back into his house. Through the window. <laughs> yes, through the window. Not bad. But no word on what happened to the grandparents, to Masha. Like, all of the three characters that we met in the beginning of the story completely forgot about them. Did the goat go back to their house? Found another rabbit's house. Unknown. Just... Who knows? This is probably another folktale of a goat <laughs> finding his way into a house. Okay. One of my favorite stories from my childhood. I don't know what the fuck is it about. I read it again, and I just couldn't understand what's the point. It's a house of, it's a story about Tirimok, which 
means like a wo- little wooden house. A mouse built it in the forest. A frog was walking by and knocked on the door <laughs> and was like, hey, who lives here? She's like, hi, I'm a field mouse. Who are you? It's like, hi, I'm a frog. And <laughs> a mouse goes, oh, okay, great. Come on in and live with me. And this keeps happening, but it's like, after a frog, it was like a fox. After a fox, it was some kind of like a wolf. And so they, they kept, you know, living together in uh-huh. Tatermok. And then the bear goes by and they go through. Hi, I'm a field mouse. Hi, I'm a frog who hops. Hi, I'm a fox who is orange or whatever. They all have those introductions. And bear goes, I'm a bear. And they're like, come on in and live with us. And he tries to fit in. He can't get through the door. He can't get through the window. So he just ends up laying on top of this house and then crushes house to pieces. But thankfully, the animals inside are able to get out on time and not be killed. The end. That one's beyond me. Is it about you should help other people, but not... But to a point? But to a point, not don't help big people? If you help everybody, we all lose. But if you help some people, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't, <laughs> does that then translate to helping no people? I, I was unclear. And, it, like, the guests didn't pitch in anything. They didn't help in any way. They didn't, like, start building on additions to the house. No. No. They were just sleeping there and, and chilling out, just chatting. I, there were no, like, oh, there wasn't a lot of details. No, that, that's incorrect, because you told me it tells us the color of every <laughs> animal when they come in and what type of animal they are. That sounds like a lot of detail. <laughs> Not helpful details. Gotcha. Another story, which this is a folk fairy tale, but I think it was also made into a story by one of the authors. Uh, but basically, the story is about Fox and a Crane. They were friends. A very strange friendship. Fox invited Crane for dinner. Fox prepared porridge and put it into a flat plate, but Crane couldn't eat from a flat plate because of his beak. Then, Crane invited Fox for dinner, and he cooked akroshka. Akroshka, for people who don't know, is like a meat salad that has bologna, uh, some veggies, cucumbers and stuff, and then you, you pour no, cloths no into it. No lettuce. No lettuce. <laughs> and then you pour a beer into it. Beer? It's not beer, kvass. Something that is uh, okay. like beer. And it's like... Uh, I mean, it's not really... It's, it's like a wheat. Bre- bread drink. Yeah. So it's like a salad with, that is turned into a cold soup. Uh, so Crane cooked that and put it into a pitcher. That it was like a very narrow pitcher. <laughs> and so Fox couldn't fit her face into the pitcher. So Fox went home sad and hungry. Now they're not friends anymore. The end. What's the moral of the story? You're really making the kid work for the moral of the story <laughs> here. In, in American folklore, it's just like, don't do this. That's like the last line of every folklore is like, and here's why you don't do this. But in Russian, it's like, here's a really terrible story about someone's life. They found something magical. Shit still was pretty bad. <laughs> End of story. Yeah. You know, maybe that's why originally when I started watching Sex in the City, I really disliked it. Because Carrie is always narrating the moral of each episode. And I was always like, what am I, a dumbass? It was pretty obvious what the moral of that episode is. I was like, I don't need you to narrate it to me in the end of the story. So maybe it's because of the Russian fairy tales upbringing that I reacted that way to Carrie and Sex in the City. So American fairy tales are fairy tales, and Russian fairy tales are also miniature quizzes 
<laughs> so here's another famous fairy tale. It's about turnip. It's called turnip. So grandfather planted a turnip and he told it to grow very big. And it did. Then it was time to pull it out. I had no idea it was this easy. <laughs> We've been doing it all wrong. We've been doing it all wrong. I thought about playing music for our, our small little baby plants. But all I had to do was ask it once. <laughs> I feel like our tiny garden just can't fit any kind of large. Well, you gotta be, I'd be a little more specific. I'd say, hey. Grow up until. Grow enough where you fit in the pot, mm-hmm. in the pan still, but, you know. Yeah. Help me out here. Sure, sure. So, grandfather decided it's time to pull it out, and it was so huge that he tried to pull it out, he couldn't do it. Then he asked a grandmother to help. So he, she held on to him, he held on to the turnip, still they couldn't do it, then granddaughter joined, then their dog, Zhuchka, which is a very popular dog's name. <laughs> then- so the really, the point of every fairy tale, you know what, <laughs> this is the point of every fairy tale, lists. <laughs> Just have a list of things, because the whole point of the fairy tale is to give you words for your child. Yep, there was a man, and his daughter, and a dog, and a fox, (laughs) and a frog, (laughs) to a mouse, which was to a twine, which was held by a grasshopper. Like (laughs) They're all very convoluted. There are a lot of characters. There's a lot of characters, because they want to introduce, like, it's padding for the, the story. You get to draw it. Mm-hmm. describe it so you get the description word and the word of what kind yeah. of animal it is yeah, yeah yeah so there really is no moral to these stories it's just how can we tell a story that involves 25 <laughs> characters which we can describe in the middle part of the story yeah yeah that's actually when you boil it down like this story it only is like two sentences so anyway dog Juchka joined they still couldn't pull it out and then the cat joined cat didn't have a name by the way only the dog and then a mouse <laughs> Why would you name a cat they never reply? What? I agree. You shouldn't name a cat they never reply. Oh, uh, yeah. Dogs at least are... They yeah, reply to a name. They reply to a name. <laughs> they had a point, yeah. Then a mouse. So once all of them pulled together on a turnip, turnip came out. This is another story, by the way. It was a mouse. That's amazing. It was a mouse. <laughs> I hadn't heard that story before, listeners, in case you were curious. <laughs> no grasshopper. That hurts a little bit, but that's fine. I would say this is one of the many stories where there are grandparents and granddaughter or grandchild, of, but there are no parents. They're at work. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. But also, <laughs> I think that a lot of uh, children in Russia, like this is the daycare, quote-unquote, they are given to grandparents to care for. So I think... A lot of stories are read to children by grandparents. Huh. So that's why maybe, like, we don't need to include parents. It's a story about you and I. Yeah. Another theme in a lot of the fairy tales is, again, like an older couple that are more of, like, grandparents' age who so badly wish for a child, but they don't have one. We covered one of the stories where they made a snowman and it turned into a woman who then became their daughter who then died because spring came. We all know that women made of snow will always melt. Absolutely. So, another story that's very similar to that is the story of Kolobok. So, it's an older couple. They've always wished for a baby. And this one day, not grand, but the woman of the couple makes a kind of like circular, it's like a circle bread thing and puts it on the window seal and it turns into a boy. But 
not really a boy. It's just the head. A head of a boy. It's like a now alive head. But it talks. But that talks. And they... No magic required. <laughs> just left it on the window seal. Yes, correct. And so it becomes their, like, sort of child. But then he really wants to run away from them. So he rolls off the window, this round thing that is alive now. As heads can do. <laughs> they can control the rolling. <laughs> and then on the way, there's a fox. And the fox... <laughs> Here come the characters. We're getting past the exposition part of the beginning. Learned about who the characters are. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, here. it's not a fox first. It's oh, no, like, it's, uh-uh. <laughs> it's a mouse. Yeah. It's a mouse first. First it's a flea. <laughs> it's a mouse. And he uh, he sees the mouse, and the mouse is like, oh, I'm going to eat you. He said, no, I'm Kalabok. I ran away from grandmother and grandfather, and I'm going to run away from you. He should be crying. He, he, he should be crying. There'd be no problems right now. He'd... The mouse would be like, oh, yeah, you're good. Let's see what's up. <laughs> then next it was a cat, I think. And the cat was like, hi, I'm going to eat you. And he's like, no, I ran away from grandmother and grandfather. I ran away from the mouse. Now I'm going to run away from you. And he does. And then he meets, like, you know, plus of different characters. And then the last one is a fox. And he says, oh, no, I'm going to, you know, I'll run away from this and this and this. I'm going to run away from you, too. And the fox says, wait a second, I can't really hear what you're saying. Do you mind coming closer? So he comes closer, does this whole thing. I ran away from a mouse, from a cat. From a bear, from a wolf. And she said, I still can't hear you. Do you mind jumping on my nose so I can hear you better? He jumps on her nose. Does this whole song again. And she eats him. Because he's right on her nose. So this is again a story where (laughs) grandparents didn't have children. Sort of made the child, quote unquote, and Mm -hmm. then he died. The end. Lovely. But we got our vocab in, so it's okay. Another theme that's in a lot of Russian fairy tales is three brothers. And usually one of them, the youngest one, is the most unlucky one. He either doesn't get any inheritance and only gets, like, a goat who then, like, magically can speak or something. Or, you know... Still not a bad present. (laughs) Well, he usually gets a goat that... Or, like, a little horse that's, like, the ugliest one. And then it appears to have magical abilities, but they don't know what to begin with. And then there is... A very famous story about three brothers, and it includes a talking frog. Mm-hmm. Also has a tsar, which appears a lot in Russian fairy tales, and it's never really. Most of the time, it's not a good character. The tsar. Yeah. So when I read Princess Frog, uh, the version I had, the three brothers were ordered to shoot an arrow uh, in a direction to find their bride. The oldest, his arrow fell on a merchant's daughter, and the second. Always a merchant. Hmm? Always a merchant. Yep. The second one fell on, like, you know, some royalties. Did it fell right on a daughter? Or, like, like next the house. to her? And the third one was picked up by a frog. <laughs> by the youngest child. <laughs> so, he was stuck with the frog. No redos. So, the father no was like, I don't care. You still have to marry. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you come up with a rule, this is the father's rule, of course, you, you gotta stick to your guns. So, yeah, he marries the frog, who turns out, of course, to be a princess at night. She's been witched into a frog form for three years, because she did something mean to uh, a witch. Probably Baba Yaga. So, the young prince comes up with the idea that they're going to free 
this woman from her frog skin. Meanwhile, while they're trying to figure this out, the father is testing all three of the brides. That's right. All three of the brides are being tested. It's like a bachelor. Yeah, you know, you gotta get your reality TV in. I'm sure he was having courts watch them, you know, have a <laughs> public event of who sews the fastest. And you'll be surprised to hear that the magical frog won all the challenges. What are the challenges? There was one that was like cooking, there was one that was sewing. You're supposed to cook bread, right? Uh, I don't remember what they were cooking. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was bread. Right. That would make sense. In Russia, it's always bread. Right. Well, I mean, if you want to make a child, you've got to know how to make bread. <laughs> Yeah, there were more challenges. I don't quite recall all of them. And then the young boy finally figures out how to do it. And he frees the woman from her frog shell. Only to find out that had he just waited... When she turns into a woman, she sheds her skin. So there's a little frog skin just laying on, yep. on the ground. So when yep. he was completing, when she was completing one of the challenges, he took the frog skin and burnt it. Yeah. Thinking that she will not turn back into the frog. Yeah. And instead she died. She died? Basically, yes. She disappeared. Oh, oh, she disappeared. Yeah. So the young boy then goes on a quest to find his magical princess bride. Because you don't want to have to shoot another arrow. You got lucky on this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stick to your guns. He then runs across Baba Yaga. Of course. <laughs> who tells him that she's in the... In the river, I think. And she was helpful? So, somehow the young prince impresses Baba Yaga with his spirit. So, Baba Yaga tells Ka- Kashi. 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 He tells her that he she is holding his bride captive, and even explains how to find the magic needle, which is needed to rescue his bride. So, the prince finally catches her, and she turns into a lizard. What? Now, everyone, stay with us here. But he finds her in a human form. Yes. For some reason, he can no longer hold on to the lizard, and mm-hmm. it escapes. Baba Yaga then rebukes the young prince and sends sends him to her sister. Here, he fails yet again to hold on to, I'm assuming, a lizard. Probably another type of animal, since we know how these lists work. <laughs> He's then sent to a third sister. Oh my god. Where he finally catches his wonderful bride. What, the, the bride kept running from sister to sister? I think the sister would, you know, conjure up... You know, do the spell. Uh, oh, oh, oh. She's like, I only had, you know, one lizard tail. I'm out. Go to my other sister. She can help oh, you. I see. Surely. But what happened to Cachet? The young prince? No, I thought you said Cachet was a part of it. Cachet, who is an evil uh, person who can be killed by breaking a needle. Well, Cachet is the one who put the spell on the young girl. Yeah. To be in the frog form. Yeah, yeah. And so did he have to kill Cachet? That he had to go get the needle. And he found the needle and he broke the needle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. The Baba Yaga told him where to find it. I see. Okay. Again, because he was such a willing spirit. What's the moral of that one? Don't choose your brides by arrows? Well, I read several versions. There's one where they use a slingshot and rocks. <laughs> There's one where they cut down trees and the direction the tree falls is which way they have to walk to go find their bride. Damn. In one version, all three brothers get married at different times, and the third brother is the final one to go find a bride. Okay. So it's there's a lot of different things. But, you know, actually, I think we talked about it on Christmas. There is a tradition, either in Russia or Ukraine, where you throw a boot, and if it lands next to a man, that's your future husband. So girls, like, throw their boots. But at Christmas, aren't you mostly with your family? 
Yeah, you throw it out of the house, like out of the house, <laughs> like, like over the fence. We're we're really boot rich at this point for throwing boots around. <laughs> well, you go pick it up then. Oh, and if there's right. a man right next to Okay, so you're now trust. This, this sounds like someone just came up with an excuse to trespass. <laughs> what are you doing here? Oh, I threw my boot over the fence. Well, why'd you throw your boot over the fence? <laughs> Obviously, I'm looking for my husband. <laughs> so, sure, you could help me find. Hey, wait a minute. You're a guy. What's your no, name? No, no, over your fence. Are you standing inside your house premises and then you throw it on the street? On the street. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing safer than looking for your future husband <laughs> on the street. At night. At night. While your eyes are looking down, trying to find a boot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Another prominent character in Russian fairy tales is bear or bears. There's one story where um, a girl goes to the forest to pick mushrooms with her friend. Again, she lives with her grandparents. Her name's Masha. She gets lost. She comes to a house where a bear lives. And so he's like, you're going to work for me now. I'm not going to let you go. And she asks him to take her to her grandparents, say hello to them. And he was like, absolutely not, but I will take your gifts to them. This bear um, takes whatever Masha cooked for grandparents and puts them in a box. But Masha quickly jumps and hides in the box and puts the cooking on top of her. So she basically cooked piroshki, took little pies, and she says to the bear, if you do sit down and start eating my piroshki, I will see it. So don't you dare. Somehow she has like control over him. So he keeps walking and then he says out loud, I'm tired, let me sit down and eat the pirojok. And since she's in the box, she's like, I see you, don't eat, don't do it. He's like, okay, fine. And he does it multiple times. And she keeps saying, I still see you. I'm, you know, she's, she told him she's going to be on a roof of a building or of his hut oh. looking at him. So then he finally gets to the village and he knocks on the door of grandparents' house. But the dogs smell the bear and start attacking him. So he runs away, but he leaves the box with Piroshki and grandparents eventually come out and see that in this box, Masha is and they congratulate her on being so smart. And- you get to party with the the food she made. Yes, exactly. And so there's a happy ending. I think the moral of that story is not to go to the forest and pick mushrooms. Another story about bears is, again, a girl gets lost in the forest. She finds bears' hut. In that hut, three bears live. Mom, dad, and a baby. And she, you know, goes around and tries on um, their chairs, their plates. The only one that fits her is the baby chair that the baby played and then eventually a bed of the smallest bear. And when they come back, the baby bear is so upset because he says, someone sat in my chair, someone ate it from my plate, and someone is sleeping in my bed. And so they decide to eat her, uh, but she wakes up and runs away and goes back to her grandparents. That's it. So you have a story that's the same or similar? Yeah, pretty much. Alright, do you have any other fairy tales? Um, I have a bit of fairy tale knowledge from one of the things I read. Vasilisa? Mm-hmm. Uh, can you say it? Vasilisa? Vasilisa the Beautiful um, was a 1939 Soviet film directed by Alexander Rowe, R-O-U, obviously based on the plot of Vasilia. However, it was the first large-budget feature film in Soviet Union which used fantasy elements as opposed to the realistic style which was 
basically politically enforced. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So it was the very first fantasy film in Soviet Union? Yep. It's amazing. There are actually a couple of movies that I've seen in my childhood that have Kashyyyi Bismertnay and Baba Yaga, and the actor who actually got to play both in different movies is exceptionally good at playing evil characters. Are they seven foot tall and 101 pounds? <laughs> no, but he he was quite skinny, he had this like, really long nose, mm-hmm. and he played both Kashe and Baba Yaga in different movies, and I would highly recommend watching them. I feel like in doing my research, I might have seen a picture of him. Oh, really? Yeah. So the actor's name is Sergei Filipov, and he played in multiple fairy tale movies. He played usually Kashe Bismertne, Kashe Immortal. And there is actually a movie called Kashe the Immortal, which I recommend. And he also played uh, Baba Yaga in a couple of feature films. I think he's really, really good at that role, I, so I recommend seeing him. Sounds like he's typecast. He played in other movies, but this is like his most famous character. Alright, just to sum up, I think the most common themes in Russian folk t- fairy tales are fish that grant wishes, a couple that can't have kids, and then inanimate objects become a kid and then dies, a person who is stupid or lazy and then suddenly becomes rich and or marries Tsar's daughter. Ugly things are usually beautiful princesses. I like how your magical beings in your fairy tales don't have the three-limit wish. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> like, ours is, almost all of our stories are like, yo, you get to call me three times, and then I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there it's like, whenever you need me, you got it. That's true, actually. I didn't think about it. Another theme is three sons, and one of them doesn't inherit anything or has to marry a frog. And then merchant marries a woman he's saved, and that woman is usually really a child. Yeah. That's it. All right, I think that's all we have for today. We have a Twitter now. It's at RussianPod. You can tweet us your questions or suggestions for next episodes. We will try our best to answer them and address your thoughts. Thank you for joining, and we'll be posting another episode soon. Thank you. Bye.